welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast. Where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we're doing another round of Keep, Update, or Replace. This time we are heading over to Epcot. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Except we are doing it today. (laughs) All right, but before we get into that, there is some exciting Disney news that came out this week with uh, Disney having their uh, quarterly earnings release. Um, as part of that, there was some other news kind of uh, out. I don't know if it was, I don't know if they announced this as part of the earnings release, or I think it came out like very close to it. Um, but it's always kind of like a, a bigger news time when they announce things. But over the theme parks, they announced the end of theme park reservations over at Walt Disney World, which I know a lot of people have been waiting for. So starting January 9th, 2024, so we still got to get through the rest of this year, but starting January 9th, a date-based ticket does not need a reservation. So it's not going away completely. So if you're somebody like an annual pass holder that you don't have a date-based ticket, you're still going to have to make reservations. But if you have a date-based ticket, you will not need to make reservations. They did talk about that they're going to have potentially introducing, they're going to call them good-to-go days for annual pass holders and cast members in 2024. So it sounds like what they'll do is whenever there's low attendance and not busy times, they'll kind of not require them to have reservations, but otherwise they will. So it seems like it'll kind of be a, you know, depending on capacity, depending on crowds, whether you need a reservation or not, like if you're an annual pass holder. But if you're buying, you know, date-based tickets, you will not need to make a reservation anymore. That is really exciting because I know that that is a giant headache and I'm glad that, you know, that's just one of the barriers kind of removed for people. Yeah. Still no change in park hopping, but uh, no reservations. The other thing coming back, which people have been waiting for for a long time is the Disney dining plan. So again, on January 9th, the Disney dining plan will be back. Now you will be able to book your trip starting May 31st. So on May 31st, that's when the 2024, trips become available. And whenever you book those, you can add the Disney dining plan at that time, but it, it will not go into effect until January of next year. So I know that's something a lot of people really like that you can kind of prepay for your food. Like we've talked about this in the past that dollar so, value, it's really not that great, yeah. but being able to kind of bundle all of that in, you know, book your trip now and then have six months to a year to pay, to save up and pay that trip off that when you know you're down there, you're not going to have to pay for food. Some people like that convenience. That is going to be an option again. We interviewed AJ from Disney Food Blog and you basically have to buy the most expensive options like it's snacks and everything else in order to make it worthwhile so unless you want to do that and consciously make your decisions based on hey this is the most expensive thing versus what you want unless you just really always want the most expensive thing you're probably just better off just paying out of pocket every time yeah again i think the the bigger thing and why people like it is more for the convenience of it yeah which is understandable like yeah you're getting a, a great value the the other piece of information in this press release um on the disney parks blog that they mentioned is that they're going to be simplifying the disney genie plus experience and that they've heard from guests that they would like ways to plan with disney genie plus service and individual lightning lane selections before the day of their park visit which sounds an awful lot like how it used to be <laughs> whenever three months, four months before 
you would get up and you'd make your fast pass reservations and yep. you'd make your dining reservations. And then that way, when you got there, you knew what you were doing. So <laughs> Disney yeah. was like, hey, nobody wants to do that. We're going to do this Genie Plus thing. And now it sounds like they're completely going back that they've realized and they've gotten the feedback that nobody likes to wake up at 7 a.m. the day when they're on vacation to try to get lightning lanes that are gone in a minute and then constantly be on your phone throughout the whole day planning these you know uh genie plus things so it sounds like they're gonna change this so it'll be interesting to see what happens but i thought that was a little interesting tidbit in there as well yeah absolutely i mean if you're you're going again with something somebody who's immovable you know you're or you're immovable where this you haven't been to disney in a really long time and you really want to ride this one ride and the the line is just way too long and you don't want to spend your entire day in that line you know it, it would be nice to be able to plan ahead and or if, of course, I always think of like a child because kids don't have the perspective of what's important versus this is what you want and they might throw a fit. So it would be nice to just kind of have your vacation go smoothly and not have to worry about that. Yeah, what I find interesting about this is they've shifted recently to surge pricing for Genie Plus where the price of Genie Plus fluctuates based on the crowds per day. And I think that's one of the reasons why they went to, you can only buy it day of because Mm -hmm. if it's super crowded, like over spring break, it was like $40, I think up to like, it it was, it was the highest it's ever been. And I I don't think they're gonna be able to do that as much. Now, obviously they can have flexible pricing because they do flexible ticket pricing. So they kind of know, they know spring breaks crowded. They know, you know, certain times of the year are more crowded. So I think they could still do that, but I don't think they're going to have as much price flexibility around it. So I'll be interested to see how they do this. But ultimately, it seems like they're just going to go back to fast passes, how they were, and just make you pay for them, yeah. which is what I kind of think people have been saying a lot of, obviously, you don't want to have to pay for fast passes, but that system worked. Like, why change it? You know, if they're going to charge you for it, Obviously, that's not ideal, but just use what you already had. Like they, they spent all this money to make this new system that I think did absolutely nothing. Yeah, agreed. All right. And then Food and Wine Festival starts July 27th down at Walt Disney World. And Disney uh, this week announced the Eat to the Beat acts. So uh, some notable names, uh, Joey Fatone and Friends are going to be down there. 98 Degrees, Boys to Men, Ooh. the Baja Men who let the dogs out. Which Wait, I found out the Baja Men boys have been to around. Men is going to be there. Yeah, boys to men are going to be there. Wait, when's that going to? I kind of want to go see that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the date on that one. But I found out the Baja Men have been around since 1977. No, that's what Wikipedia says. I looked them up. I was like, they were like, we were the. I swear, I they were like 20 to 30 year old men. I, maybe it's a group that like keeps just yeah, getting it's like new they, members. They, they cycle out. Um, but I, when I looked them up, it was like, yeah, they've been active since 1977. Okay, so do you think that this is a matter of we were little kids and so everyone was like 20 to 30 years old? I don't I don't know that I would know how old the Baja men were. So, I mean, I remember watching the video on like VH1 or MTV when we were whenever that maybe. song came out. I didn't read that far into the Wikipedia, so again, maybe they could be replacing them. I just saw as I was like, I'm pretty sure they're the who let the dogs out guys. And, yeah. uh, and I saw that. And then Sugar Ray is another one. So they will be, uh, the series uh, starts July 27th uh, and runs through uh, November. So if you're interested, you know, go check out um, the Disney Parks blog. They have the full listing, all the dates. Most of the acts there are there for like two or three days. So if you're interested in them, uh, go check them out. All right. Well, I know when the next time we're going to Disney World is whenever. <laughs> whenever Boys to Men are going to be the there. Boys to Men is there. Yeah. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. That's, that's one of the 
the better acts. And there's a lot of people on there I've never heard of, but those are kind of some of the people that uh, I've actually heard of before. Yeah, that's really cool. And one other piece of information, which is, I think, really interesting, is that PETA actually awarded James Gunn with its Not a Number Award for showing audiences the origin story of Rocket Raccoon and like the atrocities in animal testing. And I just think that that is a really interesting thing that they recognize that. And as I've kind of mauled over the movie, yeah, we talked more, a lot about this last week when we yeah. talked about it, that because I talked about how uncomfortable it made yeah. me and I, I don't think I'd ever be able to watch yeah, it again. I didn't enjoy the movie so yeah, much and how realistic of a depiction of it. I think that's why Peter recognized it because it, it was very realistic and the villain of that was, unredeemed in any way and i think a lot of people you know even talked about that of like there was no point in that movie where you're like i can kind of see where this guy's coming from like you know marvel tries to soften their villains but like it was a very unflinching you know very realistic look of like this is just a terrible (laughs) terrible person being yeah and just doing these like horrible atrocities yeah but like i i do appreciate it and the more i've sat on it i've thought about you know for a while there, I went through and I like made sure all my makeup where it was um, cruelty free. And then I kind of went back and potentially like started using stuff again that might use animal testing. And now I'm reevaluating again. So anything that stirs you that much, again, like I was, I think I said this before, if art leaves that much of an impression on you, then it's it's done its job. It's it's very good at what it's doing. And I think that it's a really cool thing that he was able to put that out there and and kind of make people aware. Definitely. All right. So let's jump into our main topic here. So we are going to cover Epcot and some of the attractions in Epcot and go through and decide whether we should keep them, update or replace them. And we also threw out some of them on our Instagram and we had our listeners vote. So we will talk about their results uh, as well, what, what our listeners kind of voted on and whether we agree or disagree with them. So we're going to start with Spaceship Earth. So as soon as you walk into the park, the icon of the park, Spaceship Earth. Angela, are you keeping it, updating it, or replacing it? So I would say that this needs an update. Um, There's a lot in there that I think that it stops at computers being invented, basically. And that part is pretty. And then us going to the moon, too. And that part is kind of in our past. So I think that they need to move forward into more of the age of technology and give a little bit more... um, like modern approach to it and i think that it just it just needs a little cleaning up what do you think yeah so this was one of the ones i put out on instagram so 65 percent of the people that voted said to keep it 27 percent said update eight percent said replace i'm actually surprised update wasn't higher like i'm actually surprised most people just said keep i'm with you i think it needs an update it definitely needs some love i think they need to just do the update they had announced as part of this whole Epcot redo and just do that. I mean, they've, they've yeah. talked about these updates for a while and I think they need to do that. And they talked, that was going to be more based on like our storytelling and how that connected us using like, then they were going to add in some projection mapping, kind of freshen up uh, some of the beginning scenes. I think maybe add some new scenes towards the end. And I, I think that's good. I think, you know, now it's about, communication and how we use communication and then to your point it kind of ends with the advent of computers Um, but I do think storytelling is a very interesting way also that connects us and I think that kind of ties into communication so I I like that I mean I think they should just do what they've already kind of said they're gonna do I change I changed my vote here I think they should update it and but then by updating it they need to take it back in time and just use the Jeremy Irons 
narrative. So unupdate it. Unupdate it. Okay. Yes, I, I vote for unupdate. That wasn't an option. <laughs> well, that's my vote. So you want to go back in time. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not bad. Just get Jeremy Irons to record a new one to talk about storytelling. Like, let's update it to storytelling and have I, him be the narrator. You know what? I, I agree with that. And I think that before every nugget of knowledge he gives, he should say, Angela, this is for you. And so it's just personalized to me all throughout. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if they could actually, if they could do that? Not say Angela every time, but if they could. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be cool. Have use, to say my no, name. actually, I mean, let's, let's think about this because with AI now, with artificial intelligence, they can essentially make mm-hmm. people's voices say things, say anything, say. say anything at any time. So I think in the very near future, you could see personalized attractions like spaceship earth is a good example because you're all in your own vehicle you have your own speaker system so you don't really necessarily hear as much as like what you know what's going on from every everywhere else it's a slow moving ride so they could do that like you very much could put your name in at the beginning because there's already some interactive screens put your name in and then have it personalized or even even maybe more than that is pick who you want to voice it so you could have Jeremy Irons voice it. You could have The Rock voice it. You could have Lin-Manuel Miranda voice it. Like you could pick these people. Like Disney could cut deals with different actors that they work with and have them voice it, have them you know, add your name in. Now they could record it if it's just voicing it, but you could use AI to kind of completely customize it. It, it really opens up a lot of possibilities I've never thought about in terms of like attractions in the future of how you can make it super magical I, for you. Like imagine if you're a little kid and you hear your favorite character or your favorite that- actor saying your name on an attraction at yeah, that's Disney really World. Cool. That would be insane. Yeah, that's really cool. I agree. So I'll have Zendaya. Well, Zendaya will will, will voice mine after Jeremy Irons. I, I, I want I'd want Jeremy Chris Irons. Hemsworth. I'd want Thor. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think that we're all making the wrong choice here. And we should just have James Earl Jones do the, the voice. And they've it. actually digitized his voice. Darth Vader now he doesn't actually do the voice. It's I like all, to think of him as Mufasa. Yeah, but it's all it's all AI though. When in the the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi series, they used AI to kind of um, take his voice back to when he was younger because he's I think like ninety now. Is he really that? Yeah, old? and so, um, so I feel like he's they timeless. have digitized his voice. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one: Journey into Imagination. Okay, this one I think that probably most people would agree that it needs an update. I think everyone forty seven percent said update it. Only for oh, there were, how many people said get rid of it completely? Twenty nine percent said replace. Twenty four percent said keep. So the majority said update it. Okay, so yeah, I think that in general, I think everyone loves people like Figment. People like the idea of the journey into imagination. I think that it needs to go more into you know how the imagination process because i think that's the way what it used to be it kind of was more about the imagination process and now it's more about experiencing things with your senses yeah it and has nothing to do with imagination anymore like it's called journey to imagination but it is it's about the five senses yeah it, it, it used to be much more about the figment of your imagination the dream catcher i think they need to bring him back into it i just think that figment because figment is now becoming more of an ambassador for the park that ride needs to be updated and given the love that it deserves because i think he's because he's coming to the forefront yeah major major update uh journey to imagination with figment uh definitely needs a major update i think i talked about this 
I, I don't know, a few months ago uh, on one of the shows, I think I mentioned, I would love for them to do some sort of trackless ride vehicle in kind of the same way of like Pooh's Honey Hunt. Because Pooh's yeah. Honey Hunt has some kind of like trippy scenes in it to begin with. Yeah. I think you could basically take that exact same ride, layer Figment in it, bring back um, you know, some of the older stuff from the original ride that people love and make it about imagination again. But it, it needs a lot, a lot of love. And I think that like that is a you know, bringing up Pooh's Honey Hunt. Um, that would be a really cool place to sort of trick your mind, you know, where you they kind of give you a lot of um, like situational irony. You think something is going to happen, but actually they make something with technology or with the, the mechanics of the ride vehicle. They make something occur that doesn't seem like it would be possible. And that would be really, really fun and it would do the ride and the idea of the ride a lot of justice yeah since a lot of people said update i asked on instagram too like what do you want to update so a lot of people said films are, are kind of old and grainy you know fix the screens fix the films um somebody said make it about imagination again and not the five senses yeah. um and you know make it something somebody's put something interesting <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I, I, again, a lot of people I think are on the same kind of track. If it, it, it definitely needs some love, uh, it needs a big update. So, all right, next one: the seas with Nemo and friends. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with this one. I think this one is a replace. I think this ride kind of makes no sense, and I don't think you need a ride in the seas pavilion. Like it, it seems odd uh, to have that. But I think if you're going to have a ride, I do like the idea of, you know, you can go through and you you see um, into the aquarium and things like that. But I think having something like over in Tokyo Disney Sea where you have the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction and you're in like the Nautilus going through and it's it's like underwater and underwater world. I think something like that that kind of ties into the aquarium, ties into ocean life. You could talk about sustainability, things like that. I think that uh, is a much better option than this odd thing where they just kind of shoehorned Nemo in there. I think that's a, a replace for me because that ride isn't something that really draws me in and makes me want to go and see it. It's not that exciting. I think it would be better if it was like a roller coaster, but not a fast roller coaster like kind of a slow one that takes you through the eac and you can see i mean even what's going on throw uh crush's coaster in there from over in disneyland paris yeah everybody but, loves that that put that in if you want to keep nemo i i think you get rid of nemo completely because i don't think nemo really adds much over there but yeah if you want to keep nemo you could do something like that yeah i mean it would disney likes to do that because it it makes things cheaper for them so i think that would be a better use of space at least definitely all right moving on to frozen ever after okay this one i it's hard i do really like frozen ever after i do feel a lot of like almost fomo because we have like this strange faces on our characters over here in America, but the version over in, I think it's, it's China. One of the Hong Kong. Yeah. It's okay. Over in Hong Kong, they actually have like full animatronic faces and they look so much better. Yeah. They're, than they're ours do. yeah. Their world of frozen. They're frozen ever after is going to have kind of like the next gen animatronics there. And for me, that's what I think it needs updated. I love frozen. I think you update it improve the animatronics, maybe throw in some songs from Frozen 2 
but I don't think you need to do much else other than that. It would be difficult to add in Frozen 2 because the ride is a retelling of Frozen 1. So I don't know how we would kind of shoehorn those really great songs in there. I love Frozen 2. I like it better than I like Frozen 1, but I just don't know. I don't see where it fits. Yeah, this one on Instagram was a pretty overwhelming majority in support of keeping it. So 60% said keep it, 32% said update it, and only 9% said replace. So again, I think a lot of people love Frozen Ever After. Um, and, and if anything, just maybe want to see it update a little bit. All right, the next one, Mission Space. I'll let you take this one. I, I say you replace it. I don't necessarily know what you put in there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I That was my feeling is but I it, don't know what fits. I don't know what fits in with Epcot very well there. I don't know what you replace it with. So by default, then I'm like, well, you keep it then. I just I think it's it's a ride. It definitely was very ambitious. It's not something that I think a lot of people go on. You know, they have kind of the either like the super intense version or the version that's not very intense, though you kind of it's very claustrophobic. I mean, it's tight in there, um, even though you don't get hit the G forces. So I think you replace it. I think that whole kind of side of Epcot, like the play pavilion, kind of seems dead now. But if you got rid of mission space, you have a lot of room there. So you could do basically anything. I mean, you could build a very grand attraction. You could do another roller coaster, um, depending on yeah, how you wanted to theme that kind of section of Epcot. But I think, I just think you get rid of mission space. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I agree, but I don't know with what. So. All right. Well, we don't have to answer with what at this point, but I, I think we replace it. All right. The grand fiesta tour with the three caballeros uh, over in Mexico. I think you replace this as well. I know a lot of people like this ride. Like I, I do think it is fairly popular. Um, I gonna be honest. I don't know why <laughs> this ride, like <laughs> I don't think it's a very good ride, but I feel like people love it because I think people like Donald duck. And I think the fact that he's in it gets people excited about it. Um, to me, I think you replace it. I think having Coco in there makes a lot more sense in Mexico. I also think Coco, the movie, is is very beloved. The visuals of that would yeah. be incredible. Like, who wouldn't want to live in that world to see that brought to life in a theme park? I mean, I wouldn't want to live in that world because once somebody forgot me, I would disappear. So, but you could be like Coco. He can just he travels across worlds. So, <laughs> uh, but, but to be there with, with the colors and the animals and uh, everything would, would be incredible. And to, just to take a nice boat ride through that, um, I think would be just so rich in culture and just such a great story. I think it'd be a lot better use of space in there versus what we have now with the grand fiesta tour. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Not because I don't, I do like the Grand Fiesta Tour. I know, I think I said that was like a don't miss ride earlier on um, because I love Donald Duck. And I do think that it's just kind of a really corny, cheesy ride. But I do think that part of the, the focus of Epcot and the countries is to give you a bit of the flavor of the countries themselves. And I think Coco does a much better job of that than Grand Fiesta Tour. All right, we'll talk about a attraction in another country, the American Adventure. Mm, this this one, this one. All right, so I have so many thoughts. Replace it. Replace it now. Don't wait. Just close it today. It's terrible. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's terrible. But... I do like the exhibition that they have in it. So sometimes yeah. they will put like Native American art in there. I know that was there one time. Well, they also have the singers, the... Um... 
I think Daughters of Liberty, I think is is the name of the group. They they sing uh, inside that rotunda uh, as well sometimes. So, but I think that what we are missing here is you think about all of the continents. I mean, there's no Australia um, because Australia is like a country and a continent. But what is missing is we don't have anything from South America. So I think I that you know. Mexico is is North America. So we need a country that's represented that is from South America. And I think... So you're that, saying replace America altogether. Yes. And they're taking out, not just America Adventure, take that out. Yes. You know, there has been talk of, of um, like Brazil. That's always kind of been floated as a, as a potential mm-hmm. country in there. Yeah. Um, I think it's Brazil... It's one of the, like, the expansions. Brazil would be a really great fit. I think that would be awesome. Currently, there's no Disney IP with Brazil, what is a South American country is Colombia and what oh, took place in, in Kanto. Yeah. yeah, you can do in Kanto there um, because most of Colombia is in South America. There's a little bit in North America. So I think that, yeah, Colombia would be a nice fit. And then I do agree, like Brazil would be a really cool Yeah, and I, I think addition. that's probably why, I mean, again, there's been talk about Brazil, there's been talk about other countries, but I think, yeah, at this point, Disney's not going to do something without some sort of IP, which I think mm-hmm. is why you don't get new countries because they're like, we have to have something connected to it because you're not going to have like when Epcot was built, there was no IP. Like the countries were the countries. There was no Disney IP in Epcot, you know, and and Disney's not going to do that anymore. So yeah, Columbia is a good fit because of Encanto. I do think the American adventure, the attraction, I do think you could replace it. It's an opening day attraction. So it's definitely showing its age. Um, so it, it needs some updating at the very least, but I think you can replace it. And, and why I say replace it is because you have the Hall of Presidents over at yes. the Magic Kingdom, which it's not the exact same story. It's obviously different, but they're very, very similar in the history that they tell. And I feel like the Hall of Presidents does it, does it so better. much better yep. that you go to the American Adventure. It's kind it's a of letdown. a letdown. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you need to replace it with something else. I don't I don't know that you even need another attraction in there. I think to your point, kind of like the museum aspect of the front, I think is good. I think, you know, there's a lot of countries in Epcot that don't have attractions. So it's not like having an attraction is a requirement. So I think you could do something else in that space and potentially build iconic places in the country. You could even do, you know, maybe a, a movie about our uh, national parks or, or like that sort of history. Something maybe even I like love more, that idea. More current Whoa, history, I like that. Um, that I think would be a lot better than, than what you have in there now. Yeah, I like the idea of the national parks because the, nas- the national park system actually the idea started in the United States, which is something that I think that we could be really proud of and setting aside land so that, it, you know, it stays conserved for wildlife. And we have a lot of really great, expansive national parks, um, like 63 plus, I believe, national parks in the United States. So I think that it would be a really cool touch point to show the different national parks. All right. Moving on to Test Track. OK, so for this ride... it's such a weird ride to me this does not feel like a disney ride it feels like a disney ride and the fact that disney was like hey we want a ride will somebody sponsor us and pay for it um that feels kind of disney to me particularly like old school disney so i like this ride i don't want it to not exist so i say because i can do whatever i want it's my podcast move it to universal and then (laughs) 
Why would they move it to Universal? <laughs> because it doesn't fit. I just so don't. why not just get rid of it? Why why is this one going to Universal? Listen, all okay, of a this is part of my. You know how like you are just like throw it away. Are we trading it for the, the rights to Marvel? Because I can get behind that. Yes, there okay, we go. We're right. trading it for the I'm rights to Marvel. That now. Okay. Yeah. See, like, so I don't... are we putting a Marvel attraction in here now? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> no. this is getting better and better. Yeah. I I just I feel like. I don't know. I guess that has that futuristic element of you designing a new car. And so they're trying to, I think, get it into Epcot that way. But it just doesn't seem like it fits. And it's definitely a ride that if I like to go on, but if I miss it, I don't feel like I miss out too much. So I think that the space could be better utilized. Yeah, this one's kind of tough for me because I like Test Track. So I'm inclined to say keep it. But you have cars over in Cars Land, Radiator Springs Racers. I was like, I know it's not called Cars, um, but Radiator Springs Racers, which is essentially the test track ride system done a little bit differently. So, you know, I could make an argument for like, that's a much better version of test tracks. I would love to have that at Walt Disney World, like to put that in Epcot. Yeah, um, as a not Cars fan, I think that we should put it in Walt Disney World. Like it's it's a great ride and I think it it makes the movies better. Right. So I think that would be fun to have an Epcot. So I think I could make an argument for that. I think I could also make an argument for updating it because it, it is kind of odd. Like there's not much to do in that queue and you spend a lot of time in that queue and it's pretty boring. I mean, yeah, they throw some Chevy cars in there and, and so it makes it a little bit interesting. You know, it's a, it's an okay conceit for a ride of like you're testing out a car, but I do think they could do it better. But I could also say, hey, just keep it as it is because it is a fun ride. I do like I do like that of like, okay, hey, we're we're test driving. We're gonna do a traction test. We're gonna do you know a, a wind test, and then we're gonna you know go sixty five miles an hour, or, you know, however fast you go. So, at the end of the day, like this one is tough for me. I think I'm gonna say just keep it as it is because I don't necessarily think. I mean, as an update to the queue or something like that, I don't really think that's updating it, and I really don't think. You know, we're going to tear it down and build Radiator Springs Racers. So I'm going to say keep it. All right. Moving on to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And I say keep this one. It's the newest ride there. I think it's very well done. I know we've talked about it's a copy of what's in Paris. And, you know, they didn't make any changes to it. It's an exact copy. But it's a trackless ride. I think it's a solid ride. I don't really think it needs any changes um, that you're going to do here. And I wouldn't say replace it and put something else in there. So I'm going to say keep Remy. I would say update this ride because I think that they should update. have. It's brand new. You're going to yeah. update it already. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that, you know, my, my, I think I have, a, we have a very legitimate criticism of this ride in that it existed already in Paris. There were some issues with, I think there's too many screens. I think that it is, it relies so heavily on those screens that at parts, it, it doesn't feel immersive. There are some big set pieces that are awesome. I love the pantry. The pantry is so grand and it makes you feel so small. And I love that. And I want to see more of that. And I think that if that was done better and they didn't just slap you in front of a screen, like I think that the ride could be, it could go from, you know, a ride that if you don't ride it, it's not a big deal to a ride that you're like, no, we gotta, we have to make time. And I think that right now it's just, you know, if I ride it, great. If not, oh well. All right. So tough. You got yeah, I'm going, tough on that going one. for the jugular on All that right. one. All right. Last one. Living with the land and obviously. Replace. Uh, no. 
Obviously, I'm keeping this. I think, if anything, my only critique is it's not long enough. Make it longer. I should not have decided to take a drink when you said that. That water almost came out of my nose. That's my only critique of this one. I will say, I have a bone to pick with a few of our listeners here. Because on Instagram, I threw this out here. And 57% said the right thing. They said keep it. 41% said update, which, okay, we're keeping it. I could see maybe you want to refresh it, make some updates, make it longer. Like I said, that's the update. We're going to add about a mile of track here. It's going to be a 45-minute <laughs> ride. But 2% said replace it. Who are you people? And if you are listening, unsubscribe now, please, because <laughs> no, you are actually, not welcome to this podcast. No, you can stay. It's okay. No, you cannot stay. Yes, you can stay. It's no, all right. 2% said replace. Listen. <laughs> Listen, I... How can you replace the greatest ride ever made? I think that the beginning portion of Living with the Land is boring. And I know that that is not a popular, probably, opinion. I don't love the not part with, with the buffalo. Not with... Uh, and it's not a popular opinion with the other people in this room. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love the part where you get to see the plants themselves and where the people work. Um, I just think that it needs updated in the beginning because some of those films are, are getting old. And I also think that like the animatronic I'm pretty sure scenes, those are the original films. I, I was yeah. watching for um, some other you know, potential episodes, uh, things researching. I was watching early versions of living with the land and they're the same films. Now the, the scenes like the, rainforest that sort of stuff that was different so that's been updated but those films were like the original films yeah yeah i just think that because the the boats on living with the land move so slowly through the set pieces that that beginning part for me is a bit slow and i could do without that and do with more plants and maybe talk more about you know have one of the botanists talk about what they're doing, what kind of innovations they're making, how maybe they're producing more food and how what that food could be is going toward. Well, that's an interesting thing because on the original version, they actually used to have a cast member on the boat with Love you doing that. the narration, which I think to your point at that beginning scene, if you have somebody there talking and it's not just the recording that comes in every so often, it's maybe a little bit more interesting. It's kind of like a Kilimanjaro safari. I was type thinking thing. like Jungle Cruise, yeah, like but, different skippers, yeah, but, maybe slightly different. But like script. on the safari, like yeah, we're yeah. they're talking, they're kind of just saying their knowledge. Um, so you have somebody in there, but yeah, now they now they went to the recording. So yeah, but I, I don't think they pulled the, the amount of people to be able to yeah you know, to, support to, that yeah to put a, a cast. Member. I don't know why because there's there's these people <laughs> out here, the two like these two percenters. Let's say replace it. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a good unsubscribe, calm, please. A good calming ride. You can stay. It's really okay. Yeah, let's let's make it longer. Let's start a a, a, a change.org petition. That I think that there are other things we on this need to planet that needs change.org. We petition. need to update Living with the Land and make it twice as long. <laughs> we the Disney fans demand it. Bob Iger. Do it. You can do anything else after that. Nobody will care if you make living with the land a longer These ride. These 2% of people will care. Again, I, they're not listening anymore. They're gone. <laughs> they're gone. They've been banned. So, all right. That wraps up the show for this week. We have one more park left to do. Save the best for last, Magic Kingdom. We'll be tackling that one in a few weeks. Uh, so be on the lookout for our Instagram at Enchanted Ears Podcast on our stories to vote on some of those attractions so you can be included 
in our accounts. Just make sure you pick the right option or otherwise you will get ridiculed. <laughs> I, was say, I don't think there's anything over at Magic Kingdom you feel as passionately about as you do about living with the land. What if they come after Space Mountain or Haunted Mansion? Might get, uh, might get a little feisty. Might get yeah, a little feisty. They could we'll come see. after Haunted Mansion. We'll see. That All right. That's true. All right. But I want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe. Unless you're the 2%, don't subscribe. <laughs> everybody else subscribe, though. Wherever you get your podcast, it really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.